This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Patty Artley, Chief Nursing Officer at Medical Solutions. Patty, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, Laura. Fantastic. Well, I know, you know, we've got a lot to talk about today, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I'm, my name is Patty Artley. I'm the Chief Nursing Officer at Medical Solutions and have just transitioned into this role in the last um, less than two months. And um, prior to that, I have over 15 years of senior and executive leadership roles in academic medical centers and large health systems. I was most recently the CNO at um, the Medical University of South Carolina. Well, fantastic. And I know you'll draw upon your many years of experience as we go through our discussion. So let's dive right in. What are some of the biggest issues in healthcare that are front of mind for you? What really takes up a lot of your mind space and how are you thinking about overcoming some of these challenges in the future? Sure, so not only um, in the role that I'm in today, but in the roles that I've been in in the past, uh, workforce solutions and, and really focusing not just on the recruitment of the talent, but really how we retain and support our care team members, the ability for us to be able to connect with them, make them feel cared for and, and truly care about them is going to be critical to our success as nurse leaders. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great point. You know, when you look at the workforce and, and think about everything that, you know, nurses and caregivers have been through over the past few years, you know, it, it's been a lot. And how are you seeing you know, healthcare organizations looking to rebuild their workforce, but also support the people that have been with them, um, you know, through the pandemic and, and really just make sure that as we head into the future, they've got the systems and processes and, I guess, policies in place that are really supportive of clinical leaders and the clinical team members as well. Yes, I, I think really understanding where your team is at mentally and physically and making sure that we're paying attention to the mental health and those things that really truly matter to our care team members so that they feel that they are supported day in and day out are going to be critical for us. And, you know, I think it's so important for us as leaders to really do that deep dive and be able to articulate not just what's happening in the rest of the other areas in, in healthcare, but in our view, what is it that our staff really need from us? I think that we, we have an opportunity for us to not only pay attention to their mental health, which is, I think, one of the, the biggest things that places are doing. I also see a lot of retention bonuses and the focus shifting from the recruitment and to how we, how we um, really pay attention and support the team that has stuck with us and, and we want to make sure that we're retaining them. So I think I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that in place as well. And, and the offering of advancing them and being able to give them the opportunity and the clinical pathways to, to stay within the organizations and stay as a partner of the facilities, but really cultivate that opportunity to challenge them, to grow them, to um, build their own pipeline, to really look at the opportunities of partnering with other um, colleges and academic um, partners so that they can actually invest in their care team members and help promote their 
um, development. I really think that makes a lot of sense and I appreciate you making those points. Now, when you look into the future, there's a lot of possibilities. What are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Well, I think, I think they're about the same. So one of the things that I think I'm most excited about is really this disruption that happened because of the pandemic really identified a lot of opportunities, right? It, it, it can push us out of our comfort zone, allow us the opportunity to be innovative and really think differently about how we um, manage the healthcare. And um, we have an opportunity to reimagine the way we provide that care. I think when I, when I think about what makes me no, most nervous is that we won't embrace this opportunity. I'm not sure that we're all ready for the challenge um, to be as nimble as we need to be and that we have the capabilities and the abilities to really lead in a very different way. The workforce that we have is, is different and they're expecting different things and the things that have made leaders successful in the past, um, it's gonna challenge us to really think differently. I often will hear nurse leaders or um, healthcare leaders talk about the challenges that they have with the workforce and the, their demands for flexibility, and, and it's going to make us innovative. We're going to have to think about not using just 12-hour shifts. How do we create more flexible work schedules? How do we be more innovative in the way that we, that we provide the care that we do? And, and I think the risk factors there that are, are we willing to take those risks and then are we willing to fail and accept our failures along the way? Because I think too often when you try something completely different, when it doesn't work the first time, we abandon that opportunity to continue to refine it and, and make it a better um, and it, in a more different way of doing our business. Got it. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, and I really appreciate you going through that because as you said, you know, being able to have the opportunity to innovate and try new things and and then pivot to or from things as you learn more about what works and what doesn't, um, you know, is really beneficial and something that healthcare hasn't always had or a culture that hasn't always been within the healthcare system. So, you know, when you look at organizations that are trying to figure out their path for the next three to five years or so and want to become more innovative and, and flexible in those ways, what can they do to kind of promote some of that creativity or, or flexibility within their teams? Is that something that really has to come from the top down or are there certain ways that they can create the environment for their team members to really thrive and be a little bit more innovative and creative than they have been in the past? Yeah, I think I think the culture is really established that, that says you, you have to be willing to invest in your team and, and try new things, right? So, so that willingness for us to say it's okay not to get it right the first, second, or third time. And, and I think we have to teach leaders how to not be so risk adverse, I should say, um, really be able to take those risks and feel comfortable enough to do so. And that starts at the top, but it takes that individual leader at, at the front line that is willing to get to really cultivate the, and nurture the ideas of their care team members 
that are really going to get the biggest bang for their buck, right? They're the ones that when you think about the chief retention officer and where the differences are made, it's really on that front line. And when they're able to leverage and harness that energy from their team and be able to support their team in thinking differently and lead them through that through that ability to, to care differently, I think that that's where you're going to see your biggest opportunity. So the, the executives really supporting that culture, but um, investing in the frontline team that that they need to step out of their comfort zone. They're going to be supported in doing so. And it's okay to fail and learn from it and, and put the infrastructures in place that allow them to learn from it so that they can create something different. And I think that those organizations that will be successful in doing so will also have to do it with that level of compassion because we can't do it with blame. We have to be able to do it supported um, supportedly, but it's so important that that we approach everything that we're doing with that level of compassion and caring attitude. I think that makes a lot of sense and definitely will go in the right direction in terms of, you know, caring for the caregivers and really giving them the support they need to then care for patients in a very effective manner. Now, when you look at healthcare over the next few years, I'm sure a lot will be different. Obviously, a lot will be the same too, but healthcare is evolving. So what do you think the most effective healthcare leaders will need in order to be successful in the next two to three years or so? Yeah, I think their creativity um, and, and being able to try new things is what, what's going to be um, vital for, for leaders in, in the future. What made them successful in the past is not necessarily what's going to make them successful in the future. And so I think we have to learn from other industries and we have to um, look at, at other um, models of practice and figure out how do we help um, apply what other industries have learned and then bring that back. When I think about quality and safety, we really evolved by learning from the aeronautics industry. And, and I think the same will um, make us more successful healthcare leaders by really being able to step out of what we've always known and what we've always done and be willing to take new risks. Patty, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, Laura.